Hello, and you're listening to the Convos with Bill podcast. Today, we're here with another episode with a new sport that we have not introduced yet, and we're bringing in a tennis player. Uh, today, we have Lisa Hoffbauer with us. She is a current member of the OSU women's tennis team, and she is the former under-18 Austrian women's tennis champion. How you doing, Lisa? I'm good, Philly. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. All right, so... Today's just going to go down just like every other episode. Just regular conversation. No need to be nervous, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, first of all, we're going to start off. How did you really get into tennis? What What was your main pathway that led you to see that tennis was a thing that you really enjoyed? So, basically, my whole family plays tennis. Uh, I guess we got more into it because my cousin, my is who's now my coach at home, he kind of tried to play pro and my dad was traveling with him because his my cousin's dad was passed away so my dad took over basically and was traveling with him internationally and then um, my mom wanted us to play a sport so we got into like playing once a week you know as a kid maybe then like twice a week and then well my brother and I ended up being pretty good and my mom was like let's let's do like a competition my dad is like no I don't want them to play any tennis competition it's not great like the lifestyle is not great it's hard work it's so like the time you invest is insane so well my mom <laughs> had the bigger say in this so we started playing like our first tournament which I won my brother got third so it was pretty good and from there on like we started practicing more and more and yeah, here I am now. Just clicked from the start. Just, yes, yeah. it's just, just like I had so much fun just playing and pretty talented, I would yeah, say so. So for sure. Yeah. Um, now in Austria, as we just mentioned, you were the under eighteen women's champion. Besides that, or is there any like pre college accomplishments that you would say you've looked at throughout your career? Um, yes, I would say I also played like the national championships for women and I when I was 16 I got into the semis which is a pretty big deal mm -hmm. I was really young beat some good players I think that was probably one of my best tournaments besides the under 18 national championships that I won and then also we play like club tennis a lot mm -hmm. and my team is pretty good I had a, one season where I was undefeated in singles and doubles <laughs> that was pretty hype and we <laughs> we played the second highest league at this point. And then with all our wins, we went into the highest league. And basically, like, it wouldn't have been possible without all my wins because, yeah. I mean, I was just pretty solid. And yeah. They always, like, could count on me. So that was Okay, great. so I got to ask you this. Throughout your life, who was your favorite doubles partner? Oh, my favorite doubles partner. Definitely in college because college doubles is different and more active than regular mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say so um, and I, I would have to say my first doubles partner that I had when I came here my freshman year when I played at ECU um, she's from Spain um, was one year older one year one class above me her name is Celia and I don't know we're just like best friends on and off court basically and For it was sure. just like we had some good win wins we basically went to all Americans together it yeah. was like good times yeah shout out shout out to her so, yeah yeah <laughs> So, being a tennis player, you grew up with different vocabulary. So, say I'm a big baseball player, different things in baseball might mean different things than they do 
in real life. So I need to ask you this on a personal basis. What does love mean to you? It means work harder, run faster, get to the point, make the point. You got to win a point to, to not be like at love, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so love means nothing is what I, so yeah. Now let me ask you, you, you obviously played in Austria. I'm very curious about this. So how'd you get recruited from Austria to come to the States to play mm -hmm. college tennis? Um, so it's very, it got very common to come over here, uh, play some college tennis if you don't want to go pro, basically, because at home it's either college or tennis. Of course, you can play tennis, but not as like competitive and as high as like here with school and tennis combined, basically. And you can do it like your own way as well. But like I went the route with like partnering up with like an agency in Germany because we have so few tennis players in Austria. There's not like a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, so I got with this agency and they kind of like try to basically connect you with the coaches. They have some connections and then they try to find the best fit for you basically. So they also have a showcase where players can go there and show their tennis skills and coaches come there as well, watch you play. You play singles, doubles, two days in a row. If they are interested in your in you and like they think you play good, they're gonna talk to you after. Mm -hmm. They might offer you a scholarship. And that's basically how I met my first coach. So he was there. <laughs> it was actually a really funny story because I wasn't sure if I wanna go there. Um er, like my parents really really liked the coach because he was he's super nice but he was like really realistic. He was like if you come, I know you're a great tennis player, but it might be possible that you're not playing. And nobody mm -hmm. ever said that to you. Everybody's always like, oh, you're the best player we've ever seen. You know how yeah. recruiting goes. And he was just very realistic and down to earth. And my parents really liked him. So I kind of was waiting for him to like for an email, but he never emailed me. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. like he so it was like a back and forth. He told um, he asked my agency like. The, the person who was responsible for like the communication between us he was like I guess Lisa is not interested I've emailed her like three times but I've never heard back and and then he, the the person from the agency was like you don't want to talk to him or what's going on I was like I have not gotten one email I'm waiting for an email but I haven't gotten any yeah. <laughs> so it basically he sent like the emails to the wrong email address oh. <laughs> so yeah at the end, we kind of like connected and I was like, yeah, I want to yeah. come. <laughs> yeah. Like I just waited for this basically. So yeah, <laughs> I waited for his email. We talked on the phone a little bit and then I committed. So what a mix up. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you went to ECU first, correct? Mm -hmm. First of all, why there to start? And then I want you to lead that into going from there to now at Ohio State and how that all happened. Mm -hmm. um, why there? Because, I mean, I didn't choose it because of the place. I just chose it because of the coach. Because mm -hmm. basically it's like the most – you spend so much time with your coach. If you don't like your coach, you're going to not like your life yeah. for yeah. for a very long time. So I based it on that because I've I usually you can go, go on like recruiting trips. They fly you in look at the school, look at the surroundings, look at the team, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't do that. I just committed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so played there for four years. Planned on coming back, playing one more year that I got back with COVID. And then they cut our team for budget reasons. So they cut men, women's uh, tennis and swimming, swim and dive. And then it was the question, should I just go there, finish my degree, um, or start and finish my degree there, because they would honor my scholarship, or do I want to go into the transfer portal? And they change, usually if you go into the transfer portal, you can't come back. So like once you're there, like either you go somewhere else, or you don't have a scholarship anymore. But because they cut us, they were like, you can go into the transfer portal if you like some teams, like if you if you don't want to go after like all this process, you can still come back and like do your degree. So that's why I decided to go into the transfer portal, just to see who would contact me, what's going on, like stuff like that. Got some pretty good offers, I'd say so, which I didn't expect at all because yeah. we're a small school. Wow. I mean, I played top of the lineup, but my results weren't like crazy good. So I was surprised unlike the offers and yeah basically Ohio State the coach contacted me and like and like within a week I committed like it was also it was like they cut us end of May I committed beginning of June okay so so yeah so when so you said you got multiple good offers mm-hmm. what was different about Ohio State from the other ones that made you want to go there Basically the the academics, because Ohio State offered exactly the master's that I wanted to do at ECU as well. It's a one-year program. I wanted to finish my master's in one year, not stay here for two and pay for one more year. I just wanted to be done after I'm done with tennis, basically. Okay. So if out of your whole tennis career, throughout your life so far, what would you say your favorite win has been and why? Over college, growing up, doesn't matter. That's a tough one because my memory is so bad. <laughs> but what I can remember, a good one is that actually we played Cincinnati um, at ECU. We were It was 3-all, so my match was the last one on. We played outside. It was pretty humid, pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> tough match. And um, it was really, really tight. And I was not playing my best tennis, which mm. means I ran a lot. Yeah. So... I was just running and grinding, basically. And, I mean, I knew I have to win for us to win the match. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, one week before conference. And it was, like, super important to beat this team. Yeah. So, a lot of pressure. And I basically won 7-6 in the third with cramping oh, wow. with my in, on, in my calves. And then also in my forearms, which means I barely could was able to hold my racket. Ooh. And I pulled through. I, it was just... It was a not a great match to watch, but <laughs> it was like I don't know. It just felt great to like pull through and actually yeah. get the win, Absolutely. and it was great to clinch that match. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't feel good to cramp everywhere in your body. No, definitely playing, not. The worst feeling ever. <laughs> so all right, so you're going into a match. How would you summarize your pregame routine? Whether that's throughout the day, whether that's right before. If you could summarize your pregame routine. How would you do that? I'm not really, like, superstitious like that. Like, that I would have, like, do the same thing all over again. But here at Ohio State, we do two warm-ups, basically. So we go there, we warm up, eat, warm up again. And then I would say the only thing that I do is, like, 
putting on my headband before a match, my sweatband as well. And then, I don't know, I that's basically it. I just yeah. go out there and play. It's, so I yeah. watched you play a match. Yeah. And I watched you also take two bites of a banana in between each set <laughs> yes um is that a normal thing or was it just that one day you happened to split up the times that you decided to eat a banana in between your sets no that's pretty normal i would say so as a tennis player like banana is just the best snack in between okay and it's not good i mean people who run probably know it's not good to like eat a lot of stuff at this like a lot of food at the same time so you just take one bite to get like the sugar mm-hmm. to get the high basically and then like the next changeover you eat another yeah. bite <laughs> yeah so so okay yeah. gotcha okay if if there was one thing that you think people would find surprising about tennis players in general what would you think that would be i i would say that we talk a lot like with ourselves like okay. we just talk so much so it kind of carries on to like my life too outside of tennis I just like keep like talking to myself like throughout the day and people think it's weird (laughs) for me it's not weird because we do that all the time on court so Mm -hmm. it's like basically if you play not just against your opponent mostly you play against yourself so it's like so mental and you just like have a full on conversation with yourself. Like I I don't even know. I've I've so much stuff to say during a match. It's insane. So So yeah. so you say tennis players talk a lot, especially when they talk to themselves. As we all know now, people might be asking the same question. As we all know, you're from Austria. Would you say that when you yell at yourself or when you talk to yourself, is there like a ratio compared to like when you talk, when you get mad at yourself in German compared to English, or is it always German or always English? Uh, <laughs> it's mostly, mostly German. Sometimes I say something in English, which I probably should not, because yeah. people understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, I would say it's mostly German, just because it's like the first thing that comes yeah. in mind. And, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and if you talk in German, nobody's really going to understand yeah unless i use like the common words the refs know they're like watch watch what you say i'm like i mean okay (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't know you understand me but sure (laughs) yeah okay so who would you say would be your biggest inspiration when it came to whether that was just in life whether that was tennis no matter what who or what would you say was your biggest inspiration in tennis, I would say that changed a little bit. I always was like a big Federer fan, but growing up, growing up basically, and I still am like probably the biggest one. And then just like the recent years, I just really admire like Dominic Team and um, Rafa Nadal just because of their work ethic. And I just kind of see myself more in them than like Federer because I feel like Fe- I mean Federer works hard and stuff, but like. He just has so much talent. Like it just seems like everything goes so easy for him. But with the others, it's like they work so hard for it. So I just see myself more in that. Absolutely. And then other than that, in real life, normal life, I would say honestly probably my brother, because he's just such a positive person. Yeah. <laughs> and everything is always like 
he takes everything so easy and yeah. it's that's something that i just admire and i don't know he's like happy with simple things whereas i'm just like always trying to get more but gotcha. he's just happy how it is and yeah. he all he's the nicest guy ever like i would, i don't know if what i would have done with a different brother because i was not nice as a kid to him <laughs> and he was just always nice to me and like he did so much stuff for me when i was younger so yeah probably my brother yeah, that's awesome that that's that's awesome so um all right so say i'm not a, you know i'm not a tennis player i would if i walked on a tennis court and someone gave me a racket i would have no clue what i would just start swinging if you could take anyone that's not a tennis player and try and show them how to play tennis what is the first thing you would start with just ground strokes like basically forehand and backhand i would say so it's like not it's not an easy shot but like the easier ones like serve and returns are like you know you gotta yeah you gotta work hard on that like serving if you've never served before yeah. it's funny like when i try to serve with my left arm nope then i know how it feels like to be a beginner yeah. and i don't yeah i don't know probably just like s small chord forehands yeah just also a lot of time i mean a lot of times people start playing and they can hit the ball but the technique is not good and it's fine if you just play for fun but like if you want to play more like it's important like i would say it's important to look at technique technique first even though you, you might not like put the ball in as often as like with other if, if you would play like how it feels natural to you mm -hmm. but in the long term that's probably better so always when i like play with kids like they they don't really like me for <laughs> being so persistent with like them doing doing it right yeah. but i think in the long term it's better yeah absolutely so you're walking off the court after a big win right and there's this say there's this little girl standing out there that's just like in awe like oh my god ohio state tennis player awesome what would you tell that little girl if she had the same goals and aspirations of playing higher level of tennis what what would you tell her so she could try and reach that goal i would definitely tell her to have fun with it basically don't lose the fun with the sport because a lot of times like i don't know like younger players get forced into sports and then they kind of like stop when they're a little bit older or after high school so definitely just like have fun take it seriously but have fun and show up basically Absolutely. even though if you don't want to show up show up if you don't have a great day still show up so yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey good words of wisdom there so <laughs> all right now for the last segment one of the newer segments in this in this new season and it is the food of the day and i'm not sure if you know what today's food of the day is first of all i want to hear your guess if you had to guess what today's food of the day is what would you guess wings no oh. no it is actually <laughs> animal crackers okay so it is National Animal Cracker Day. Okay. Would you say you ate a decent amount of animal crackers throughout any time of your life? Probably not. No? No. no. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know if they're a thing in Austria or not or if they're a big thing in Austria, but I know I ate them a ton as a kid here. 
So I don't know if you came here and possibly saw some animal crackers and tried them. They're these little crackers with frosting on the top, and they're shaped like animals. I think I've never had them, honestly. Really? No. Honestly, okay, so, like, they're they're not just normal crackers. They have, like, frosting on top. That's yeah. what you were saying? Like, Because, yeah. so, we have animal crackers. Like, they're shaped like animals, right? Uh-huh. But it's just crackers. Like, okay. butter. Or butter crackers, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, I've had that, but not with the... Yeah. Not the American version of it, I guess. <laughs> hey, well, I guess that counts too. Also, it was animal crackers. So, yeah. <laughs> um, would you say you ate have like those ones that you were talking about? Did you eat a lot of them at one like? Yes, uh, uh, probably like one pack a week every, oh, t- wow. every time I'm home. Yeah, yep. so a big animal cracker gal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So that's our food today. Yeah, for me, I I ate a ton of them like that and these boxes at school they were a go-to uh snack in the packed lunch um but that's so yeah i ate a ton of those too all right so i think that's all we got for today unless there's anything else you want to add right now if there's one one more thing you want to say at all right now just off the top of your head <laughs> yes go bucks <laughs> all right all right so thank you everyone for listening to this podcast today thank you for tuning in Pray that you guys all have a blessed day, no matter what day of the week it is that you listen to this, and everyone, God bless. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of Combos with Bill. Uh, as a post-editing note, I would like to say that this episode was recorded pre-postseason uh, for tennis, and just wanted to keep you guys updated on Lisa's status and how she ended up doing. Ohio State did end up winning the Big Ten regular season championship and the Big Ten tournament. And in the Big Ten tournament, Lisa won the Big Ten tournament MVP. So congratulations to her. Thank you for listening to this episode. Convos with Bill. And once again, God bless.